hold on. Today I'm riding in from some steps alongside a river. It is a wet winter's day, but it isn't actually cold, though it is a bit windy. Um, the swans are out in full force, so you may hear them through the recording, or maybe they'll be quiet, I don't know. Um, they've been quite vocal so far, I have to say. But we will continue to proceed with this. I am hoping that neither myself or the laptop goes flying into the river. <laughs> but we shall see. We shall see how we go. Um, yes. So my heart also is a bit heavy, I have to say, today, because we have been moved into Tier 4 restrictions, which means that Christmas, as we were planning it, cannot proceed um, so that is a bit difficult to digest, I have to say. It's not that I don't believe in the restrictions. I do believe that we need to continue with restrictions um, in order to keep the infection rates uh, low. The only thing is I don't feel very happy in regards to the management of expectations around the holiday season regarding this. Um, so yes, that is my current gripe. But moving on from this, I have been prompted to go ahead and record this piece. So here I am. I've been wondering what to write to address this for a while, as people's situations vary so much. But I have had on my mind today two simple words, hold on. Life will, on multiple occasions, kick your ass and those that are close to you. I wish I could spare you of this pain, really I do. I wish I could say that it would only last a short while, but I don't know this for sure, as no one escapes tough times at certain points. I remember moving into my own flat for the first time, having lived with flatmates and family all of my life. The flat was expensive, but I was at the point where I needed my own space. I'd been working extremely hard and I felt I would get either a promotion or decent pay rise at the end of the year, having not got one the previous year due to how the company was, I believe. The expected cash would enable me to survive, so I moved out. Around this time, I also signed up to help someone in need with some extra financial support. This was on top of my other commitments. Now with the two-year contract signed, me having fully moved into my flat, I do not get a pay rise that matches my output. As I am invested in the company, it means I cannot just leave. Moreover, my mum is not doing well. It's quite a complicated situation. And one thing I do know is that a bit of extra financial support, which I now cannot afford to do, would probably help. To say I'm low is an understatement. I was absolutely crushed. For about two weeks, I went to work, came home from work, got into my bed straight away, streamed sermons and cried myself to sleep. In the morning, I somehow found the strength to go to work again and I'll do the exact same thing, come home, go to sleep, cry. I felt trapped, hemmed in by my commitments, weighed down by my responsibilities, and I was drowning in the lack of funds with no immediate help in sight. It was painful. I felt a fool too. 
previous months I had been offered um, a good job offer, which I'd turned down. And there were other opportunities that had come up, which I hadn't pursued. And now, given the fact that I felt I'd been treated badly and I was undervalued, all of this starts playing in your mind and you just feel even more foolish. Well, that's what I did. I did voice my opinion through the right channels. And here's the thing. Insincerity doesn't taste sweet. When someone in a position of power to help you says all the right things, but you know deep down they don't mean any of what they are saying, it is awful. And this translates to many different types of situations, be it with your friends, families, or partners, you know when someone is being insincere. After about two weeks, it's not that I didn't still have those feelings, I did, but the little fighter in me kicked in. I went through my choices. I could get another job and leave, and that would honestly make me feel really good for a few reasons. One, being that leaving for a higher paid role would display my worth, which I felt was missing, and restore a sense of pride, which I felt they had dashed. Two, I would not need to deal with the uncomfortable environment I now found myself in. But I took time to weigh up my options first. The way startups work is they tend to have no money initially, and so what they do is pay you less but compensate you with shares. But when the company starts earning money, you should get pay rises like normal companies. They also level out so that you're earning like whatever um, in your area you're supposed to have for that title. Um, and then, yeah, going forward from there based on your performance. I grew up poor, so having shares in anything was a massive deal to me. It's like having a lottery ticket that has a better chance. And like many of you... I had goals, people I wanted to help one out, help out one day, um, things I wanted to do for myself. And so um, when I got my shares, it, it's a big deal. And the way they work is you get them and then after each year, you own 25% of them. And so if I would have left the company at that point, I would have lost all of my vested shares. So as I was sitting there weighing up all of my options, the shares factor was significant and it carried weight, but I didn't know if they would ever pay off. And it's not nice to think also that a company may continue to use this um, against you or maybe using it against you, which I felt could potentially be the case as your lower ranking and therefore unlikely to leave. Therefore, they could go ahead and not reward you according to your performance for that year. It took my everything to do my job because I really take pride in my work. Um, and the customers that I was dealing with were pretty much like me. And from my interactions with them and also from their regular feedback, I knew that the service that we were providing was one that was needed. I worked extended hours, which took a lot of my spare time. And so the thought of doing this for years to come whilst living on next to nothing due to my other commitments did not sit well with me. But I knew I still had more to learn. I worked hard and I thought this would then give me a chance to get more opportunities to work on different things. And I thought if I went somewhere else, I would have to prove myself, which could take time. 
Plus, for the most part, I enjoyed the people I was working with and that mattered to me. So I decided that staying was the wisest option for me. Maintaining my work ethic, I saw as an investment in my future, as I would get exposure to more things. Though this was not an easy choice due to the lack of money factor, and also because my view of the company and some of the senior people in management had altered. The way I managed to get through the next few years, which had its highs and more battles to come, was to try to make the most of each situation. When I am being barbecued, <laughs> when I'm being barbecued in life, let me go ahead and tell you, um, I, I try hard to appreciate what is still good, which is not always easy. Um, and it doesn't take away from what is still difficult. Circumstances can rob you of so much. And the reality is some days, weeks and years, you have to fight to see the positives. I tend to look for things like clean water, hot water, the sound of peace, good friendships, nature, family, meals I like, my five senses, drinks I like. I, t I look at these things and I'm like, okay, God, I give thanks for these things because it can be so easy and often to take these things for granted. Sometimes you can cry out to God consistently and there is no answer. Some people's life stories, to date, you almost need a bevy in hand to hear. Some of the people I catch the most joke with are people who have truly suffered in life. And yet, if you saw us together in those moments when we're just laughing, um, you would never know, you would never think that. Sometimes the Skittles in our bags can have the same colors as other people's, but not always but pain translates perfectly. And I'm sure there's a T.D. Jake sermon where he, he states that exact line somewhere. History is packed full of individuals who have fought and suffered for some of the freedoms you and I have today. Many of those individuals plowed on whilst they were dealing with so many things and they would have understandably had moments when they just wanted to stop, where they're battling with physical or emotional exhaustion and yet they still kept on see it as an injustice not to fight on despite your circumstance this does not mean not taking stock of what is still hurting you and impacting you i call it checking your temperature if i can be true with myself and know exactly how i'm feeling i find that things work better for me and i take actions to protect myself and what I am aiming for as best I can. I didn't always used to do this. I have to be real out here. I learned over the years, um, having encountered various difficult situations, that I needed to actually do more and work smarter rather than just continuing to go ahead. I needed to take care of me more and protect the hopes I had, otherwise we weren't gonna make it. I am fully aware that sometimes when you are actually to the capacity of the BS you can deal with, <laughs> you look to your left, you look to your right and something else has caught fire. I know this, I know this, but you've got to keep going. I have come across many people who in conversation state that they are going through this and they just kind of brush off the impact that it has 
um, as if they like measure it against other people in different parts of the world who are going through far through worse or now that they're an adult they should almost be almost sorry almost be better than this let me say firstly no one walks your exact path or has had the same relationships you have had responsibilities or past experiences Part of what makes you new, unique, <laughs> I can't get my words out today, part of what makes you unique is what you have been through that has shaped you. We all have different insecurities, struggles, hopes and dreams. So different things impact us in a different way. Don't ever minimise to yourself something that is having a negative impact on you. Take time to unpack this, be it privately or through professional help. To be the best version of you means working on you internally, knowing that there are others going through difficult situations or worse who are battling on can put things in perspective for you, don't get me wrong, but it doesn't take away from the pain that you are currently facing. No one can ever walk your path for you and sometimes this can feel lonely as it is impossible to articulate exactly what is making you feel a certain way. Take biggie subjects like waiting, loss or forgiveness, which come in many forms. You will encounter people who have similar stories to you, but not really. Again, as no one is walking your exact... And I'm back. <laughs> okay, so like a bee or something just flew near me and that's why everything went flying. My phone did fly into the water, but luckily it has survived. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, I'm just going to keep going. Oh my goodness. Actually, hold on. Let me try to position myself a bit better. Oh. <clears throat> okay. The mic is a bit wet, but we're all right. Right. Okay. I am not entirely sure where I was. Hold on. We are just scrolling down to find where we were. Okay, I think, think this is the part. Okay. <laughs> Continuing on and hoping nothing else flies my way. Um, sometimes you will encounter people, that's where I was, similar stories. They can have similar stories to you, um, but they're not exactly the same. And sometimes it's 50-50 whether their encouragements will land. Um, and this is coming from somebody like me who loves to chirp encouragement. And <laughs> the reality is sometimes I know for a fact I will say things and, you know, it possibly doesn't pick the person up or isn't helpful. And other people do the same to me. I mean, that's just life. But often where, where it doesn't actually hit the spot, shall we say, um, in making you feel better or encouraging you or whatever, what can come across is that they're, they're heart for you. And that can be really comforting that somebody has taken the time to really reach out and 
you know, check that you're okay or let you know that, you know, they still love and care for you. And I will um, say a few months ago, I was just feeling low. Like, you know, one of those days where you just look at everything and you're just like, you know what, I just, I just can't deal. Um, So I was looking at everything and I was feeling really down. And then I thought on one of Lord Nelson's um, stories. Now I'm a Lord Nelson fan. I, I do not approve of all of the things in his character and some of the things that he um, did, but in terms of a naval commander, like, come on now, like, he was the best of the best and there's a story and before i go into this historians go ahead and do not attack me <laughs> if i don't say this perfectly or i get a few things off i'm gonna give a short and high 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 level version of this but basically um it's his experience at santa cruz because he basically went across had this battle and he lost and at this point um he only has one eye but yeah, he lost the battle. So he's lost men. He's humiliated, um, gets taken back on the ship, survives, but they actually have to cut off his arm. And I believe it's his writing arm that they have to cut off. And you know, back in those days, what the situation would have been like, like on the ships. And, you know, we're not talking about surgery this days. So he goes through all of that and he still comes back from it to go on to be one of the greatest Navy commanders like the world has ever seen. And that... for to me it just smashes all things because you're just like oh my goodness you had one arm one eye and you went on to achieve what you managed to do and so when I thought of that then I also thought about um Frederick Douglass another person that I admire and all the stuff that he did in regards to ending slavery and at a risk to his life so you know he was on the run and he was still going out there putting the word out that even before that how he sought to educate himself to get himself into a position where he had better understanding and you know that initiative that he took there and when you when he had a, the option to take an easier life probably settle down with his um, wife and his family and not be putting himself in so much danger or going um, out of his way like this he still continued to do that so when you think about that and then also who else came to my mind I think the suffragettes when I was thinking of all the things the suffragettes went through to try to fight for women to have the right to vote I was like Victoria you need to get the fuck up that's the that is how I feel that is what I tell myself I'd love to tell you I'm sitting here like dear lord this that that but no I was just like you need to get up and you need to continue it doesn't take away from all of the things that you're facing doesn't mean they're not difficult they're not hard but you need to go ahead and go on and you go ahead and go on because others before you have done and have fought for you and you to yourself even though I don't really know what I'm doing in life fully let me throw that out there there's other things that you have on your heart that you want to improve so you know you've got to continue going on so basically that's that's how I was rolling anyway so brings me back to the main point um for what I was going to say which is people ending their lives I genuinely struggle with though I understand it better um from having been nearer people who face these type of battles and also having read articles from people who have committed suicide and I have more exposure and appreciation to this type of struggle Um, but I just want to say that if you are listening to this I really really want a few things to stick out to you 
and I've just taken some high level situations here. A, if your relationship has ended and your ex-partner appears to be living their best life with someone else, yes, this may be painful and the struggle may be see babe, sorry, and the struggle may be oh so real currently, but there is no way in hell you should be considering throwing your life away due to this. Your true value and worth cannot be determined by someone else. There are 7.8 billion people on this planet. What makes you think that the person you're meant to be with isn't still out there? And go ahead and apply this logic to people you would currently, um, uh, sorry, go ahead and apply this logic to people you can't currently avoid who are looking down on you. And that may be your boss, it could be a relative, it could be an associate, someone you, someone who's basically currently in a position of power over you. Unless you can look out your window or the next time you go to the sea or to go to a river or a lake, unless you see them walking on water, please know that they cannot dictate what your future holds. B, if you have money and you are extremely unhappy slash stressed, please go ahead and book yourself a one-way flight to the other side of the world when lockdown is over. You can tell your family or friends when you arrive that you needed a break. Go ahead and volunteer somewhere for a few months um, and get to know you again. It doesn't matter if you do not speak the language, you will survive. Sure, your reputation will be tanked <laughs> for a bit. I don't want to underestimate what, what, what the ask is here. Um, your friends, families and colleagues may be pissed, but everyone would rather have you alive rather than the alternative. You may not be able to see it right now, but your suicide, which looks like a solution, will have major implications, not just for those immediately close to you, but other people who've interacted with you. Um, so I really want you to consider the ramifications um, of this. And people will question um, what they could have done and assign false blame to themselves. And lastly, C. If making changes right now is not a feasible option, nothing stops you from planning and living for one day when you can start anew. So please hold on to this. Um, if you cannot escape your negative situation right now, it won't go on forever and there will be a day you can escape. Things may be crap right now, but I have hope that one day they will improve. And this is to do with the current lockdown situation too. Like one day things will get better. There will be a day where we are either A, without the virus or, you know, the vaccines are getting rolled out. We're all vaccinated and it doesn't impact us the way it does now. Um, so don't, don't lose sight of the fact that this is coming, even though right now and this whole year has been extra challenging. Um, and I just wanna say that I really hope that you just continue to hold on and a few other bits of potential advice that may help or may not help, go ahead and, you know, eat the meat and throw away the bones. I think that's the saying. <laughs> Maybe I've got it wrong, but that's what, you know what I'm trying to say. Um, don't always feel the need that you need to be in the mix and attend everything um, and be piping up on things like WhatsApp groups. Sometimes it's just good to have time with you. Don't feel you need to always need to explain yourself or feel bad about how you are feeling when things aren't always rosy. I love technology and um, I really think it continues to help connect and advance us. But at some, but for some things, I feel like it is not so great. And that is like the constant access 
to us and the pressure that can sometimes be felt um, to be a certain way. Just do you right where you are now. And remember, there are people out there you have yet to meet who need you. There is a uniqueness in all of us and there are certain people only you can touch and only you'll be able to help. I personally love the moon and the stars for a few reasons, but I also find it nice alone time for me and God, as sometimes I just sit there and I watch the beautiful dark sky, or I go for a walk and kind of follow the moon, and I talk to God. So I encourage you to give this a try, even though this may sound a bit weird. Um, Yes, so that's basically all I have to say. I am wishing you a Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays wherever you are. Um, Know that I am rooting you on. I'm going to take a break um, over the seasonal period. So we will be back live on the podcast in the new year. And I also want to say a massive, massive thank you to all of the key workers out there, especially the ones that are working over the holiday season, over Christmas, all the sacrifice you have made during a difficult year and then continuing to go forward. We honestly appreciate you, are praying for you and just thank you.